Welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing book 14, Deceptions. My guest today is a brilliant editor who I had the pleasure of working with last year on the Showtime comedy Work in Progress. He's also a Star Wars and Disney super fan and the father of two daughters, Mike Berg. Take yourself off mute, Mike. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me. This Thank- is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Wow. I, I have to confess, when I was you first told me which book to get, the first thing I Googled was Babysitter's Club. Because <laughs> in my mind, those two series were just like, those are the girl book series that yes. I'm aware of. And so I've always compartmentalized the two. But then I quickly learned that that's, this is probably not the babysitter's club. So you're going to end up with Babysitter's Club number 14, whatever that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a very different show. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> like, um, you'd be like, and when they went babysitting this one time, I'd be like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> Someone got kidnapped. Um, <laughs> um, so. Before we get into the book, I also want to hear about your high school experience. What kind of young high schooler was Mike Berg? Um, I grew up in a medium-sized town, 50,000 people in Wisconsin, and a very kind of typical Midwestern experience, I think. I was a good student. I was a nerd, I think, in a lot of respects. I wasn't in the cool group. I wasn't in the popular group at all, but I also wasn't in like kind of the Freaks and Geeks outcast. Like the dweeb? You weren't a dweeb. I wasn't a dweeb, no. The nerd. I don't think. Um, But yeah, I was kind of like, I was friendly with everybody. I wasn't athletic. I played tennis and then quit the tennis team to be in the school musical. So that kind of, you know, gives you an idea of what that was. Um, But I was, I mean, I was involved in everything. I was in band and choir and jazz band and show choir and student senate and just all the things that you do. Yeah. Wow. I I guess I had that like kind of fear of missing out. I just had to do it. Do it all. Wow, that's great. I think you'll bring a really interesting perspective to this book. I mean, I'm excited to get a male perspective on this one, actually. I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have some answers. (laughs) Um, But I I, I do. Like, I I was definitely in the – I was also in the computer programming, you know. I want to – we'll talk about computers a little Uh, bit later. (laughs) That's definitely – that was my scene. I was going to ask. Okay, great. I'm very excited about that. So this book – it starts and it continues literally right from the book before it. It's a lot to walk into. So what was your experience just right off the bat with the scenario that we had going on here? Well, yeah. It starts out with a party going on. Yeah. And party. Uh, Woo. You know, I'm like, okay, high school kids having a party. Yeah. And then literally on page two, I'm going to open to it. It has, I read the sentence, Elizabeth had hardly been home an hour after her release from the kidnapper who'd held her captive before Jessica brought up the subject. So I was like, oh, there was a kidnapping that she just got released from and they're at a party. So and then it became becomes quite clear that that actually is the impetus for the party. That yes. it's like a glad you're not kidnapped anymore party. Yes. The classic um, glad you're not kidnapped party. With all the kids and then immediately going to talking about boys. Right? Oh, yeah. Right away. And just to remind everyone, there is a new family that has come to Sweet Valley. And in the last book, they had a big party. That was happening on the day that Elizabeth was kidnapped. And so this family, they're called the Moros. 
They have just moved into the richest house in Sweet Valley, the biggest house. So they're like, kind of like the new rich family. Nicholas is one year out of high school. He's taken a gap year, which I don't know if that was a thing back then, but he's pioneering the gap year and he's going to go learn about computers from his father because his father's company is really into computers. And they have a sister who's the twins age. Her name's Regina and she is deaf. That is what we know about this family. And Jessica really is pursuing Nicholas because he's rich. He's handsome. I mean, the way they describe him is just very... Uh, His face would have put a Greek god to shame. I w- yep, that's... Ex- <laughs> Did you even open your book for that one? Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> just came to your head. Yes. No, they and then later on they referred to him as an Adonis. Definitely Adonis, yep. <clears throat> and she, I like... When, uh, oh, but this is, oh yeah, Elizabeth, she said she'd also expect him to be intelligent and she could tell that that was true just by looking into his eyes. So yeah, intelligent eyes. The eyes are the window to the brain. Exactly. So Nicholas Morrow, again, this book uses a lot of last names. Yes. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) so I learn that the twins are near identical. They're like, it's. Just impossible to tell them apart, except for a birth or birthmark. Yep. yep, like a mole. Yeah, birthmark on the shoulder. Like, like yes. a mole on the shoulder. So it's so funny to me that he was like in love with Elizabeth immediately. Yeah. Um, like love at first sight, and then he sees this identical twin sister. They make pains to say how similar they look. Right. And he's just kind of like, eh. And you didn't know that Nicholas had met Jessica in the previous book. So, okay. so but like he didn't have that reaction to Jessica. So now he meets Elizabeth and suddenly he's completely, I'm like, is there a different energy that she must be emitting, do you think? I mean, all I could figure out is that he knew she was intelligent by looking into her eyes. <laughs> I mean, that maybe that was it. Maybe that's the difference. It's like he could just see into her brain and tell she was the kind of good yeah. twin. I mean, he's just really coming on strong at this party. Yeah. 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 And, and in a way that's almost a little bit uncomfortable, in my opinion. Oh, oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, to, to a point where it's just like, uh, just going from like, hey, nice to meet you, to apparently within, you know, a half an hour, just being like, I need to tell you that I'm in love with you. Yeah. He says, Elizabeth, I don't know how to tell you this. I've never said anything so difficult in my life, but I guess it's best just to get it out into the open. So here goes. He pauses for a second and then said quickly, Elizabeth. I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, what is happening? And then she says, but you don't even know me. And then he says, that doesn't matter. Nicholas said, I fell in love with you the minute I saw you. So it's just like, but you didn't fall in love with the twin the minute he saw her. It, it's very confusing. Yeah. But then even when she says like, well, I have a boyfriend. And he's just like, but don't you want to just like, just get to know me. He's just like, just go out on a date to get to know me. And it's like, I don't know. When I was in high school, it was like, I was not a, a big dater, <laughs> believe it or not. But, you know, like, you would just like hang out in groups. Like if there was a girl you liked. Yeah. We'll hang out with our group of friends and maybe we'll sit next to each other at the movie or whatever. You yeah. Know? Like, right. Just like, right. It wasn't like, let's go out on a fancy date so you can get to know me. Yeah, I want to break down this moment because it's an interesting moment when he asks her out. So she's already said, like, I have a boyfriend. 
I'm not interested in going out with you. But he keeps talking about it. He's like, you're just afraid, Elizabeth. That's the whole problem, isn't it? She's like, of course not. Then why don't you go out with me just this once? I can't. You're not being fair. You don't even know me, yet you've already made a decision. Why? Because I have a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Then she's like, what about, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm right where you are. What about Todd? And he's like, what about me? (laughs) Like, sorry, dude. And then her eyes filled with tears. I'm like, that, okay. That's not a good sign if you're asking a girl out and she's like crying too. It's not that, no? That means it's not going well? I mean, I don't know, Mike. I mean, it worked. (laughs) It did work. It's a strange moment because she says she certainly didn't want to make him feel uneasy by saying no. It's like, oh God, this is is so problematic. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. Is that a a character flaw of Elizabeth that she's too nice? I think she's a people pleaser. I think she has some boundary issues. Um, Either way, she has to tell Todd. If she doesn't tell Todd about this, it's something is definitely not right, right? Yeah, if you consider each other a steady, that you have a standing date every Saturday Yeah, they're going steady. Yeah, and Todd is, you know, he's the best basketball player on the team. Mm -hmm. Captain. Mm -hmm. So Elizabeth does agree to this, and he's like, oh, let's do Saturday. And like you said, Saturday will not work because standing date with Todd, you know? Right. And so he's like, let's do Sunday. And she's like, okay. And he's like, I'll call you with the details on Wednesday with the deets. Mm-hmm. And so Elizabeth is not feeling great about this. She's kind of torn up inside, which yeah. is another reason. Like if you were a guy, is that the kind of, well, you are a guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm with you so far. Yeah. Is that the kind of, um, excitement you would want in like a girl you were taking on a date like a feeling of dread and worry (laughs) yeah you don't want to coerce someone into wanting to hang out with you right exactly and that's what basically kind of what this was in my opinion yeah so i mean the rest of this book it takes place kind of within the bounds of that week yeah i was thinking about that i feel like if the party's on a saturday yep party on saturday then the following saturday is the todd date the next day the sunday is the Nicholas Elizabeth date and then the Monday is a big basketball game against Big Mesa which is like the championship game so it's a big deal for Todd so that's like the parameters of this book the timeline I would say and so I mean during the week not much happens I guess we should talk about Jessica's story a little bit Um, at the party Elizabeth notices that Jessica is talking to this guy who was named I Randy Mason. So she's talking to Randy Mason. I wrote, I, I wrote in my notes, is Mike Randy Mason? <laughs> I mean, more than I am Nicholas Morrow or Todd. <laughs> yeah, but. so Randy is a, kind of a computer nerd. A computer, well, they, they refer to him as a computer whiz. Elizabeth notices that Jessica's talking to Randy at the party, and he's normally not someone that she would typically be into. Because right. he's a little bit nerdy. But she's like being all Jessica. She's kind of flirting and doing her Jessica thing. And afterward, Elizabeth kind of questions her about it. And she says she has kind of a twofold plan, as we find out. And the first one is she wants to learn about computers because Nicholas is clearly interested in computers. So she's like, I want to be interested in what he's interested in. Because right. I'm. she says she's in love with Nicholas. Yeah. So she tells Elizabeth she's in love with Nicholas. Right. Right. And Elizabeth is like, oh, shoot. Like, I can't tell Jessica this now. So 
She can't confide in her sister about the date. Jessica's in love with Nicholas. <laughs> and admirable that she does, if she has her eyes on Nicholas, that she's like, I want to be more informed about what he's interested in. Yeah. Like, that's, that's an admirable thing. Yeah. But, but obviously her methods are a little suspect by kind of taking advantage of poor Randy. Yeah, poor Randy. So, yeah, so she goes over to his room and he's like showing her the floppy disk, which I really yeah. love that. Yeah, the computer, the terminal, and the printer. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to run a program? I'm like, wait, what does that mean, Mike? Tell me what that means. She's like, oh, I don't know if I could. Oh, sure, you could run a program. You'd be great at it. And we find out pretty soon that Jessica has like a second agenda. She read an article about hackers in the Sweet Valley News. And so she knows this idea that there are kids that can hack into things and hack into different networks and mess things around. And the Morrow family, being the computer barons that they are, has recently donated a computer to the school. And it's Mm -hmm. a big deal because they can keep all their grades and stuff on this computer now. No more like notebooks and whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So she is failing at math and is in danger of getting kicked off the cheerleading yes squad or team yes stakes are high yeah so two birds one stone here yeah learn about computers and maybe get a little hacking friend to help her hack into the mainframe i did have a hat when i was a little kid that said hacker on it did you oh my i'd be lying (laughs) if i said i haven't looked for it (laughs) i love it um I kind of like when they when things kind of take a turn like this. It's yeah, and it was nicely vague that you could just believe it. You're like so vague. <laughs> it was just like, well, do you think you could connect to another computer, to a system, <laughs> to a network? And it's like, well, sure. Like it's password. Oh, let's try it, and then types in the password. I'm like, what? Security wasn't was pretty lame back then. It seems like Mike. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like he just typed some keys. Yeah. But she is able to get him to hack into the the school records and change her grade to a C minus. And then there's just this really sad scene where um, Randy is so happy. Like, yeah. Jessica's like, you did it! You did it! And she's like, Randy, you're so wonderful! And he's so happy. And, and she's like, well, I gotta go. Yeah, he's like, Jessica. He's like, it's you who's wonderful. And he scuffed his foot on the carpeting. I was wondering, can I take you out tonight? We could go to the Dairy Burger for something to eat, then maybe a movie. And she's like, I'd love to, but I gotta go. See you later. Yeah. She is like, out. And then after that, maybe he realizes that he's been had. Yep. Maybe just the the moral. Maybe he just broke the law. Yeah. (laughs) And could have jeopardized his future as a systems programmer or anything else. But yeah, so he calls, but Elizabeth picks up. And Randy just doesn't even say hi. He's just like goes off into like He's Jessica. Like, I can't what I did. Yes. Yeah. I got to try to, and he tried to fix it, but the school had probably gotten wise that someone had cracked into their system. Yep. And, and so changed the password or whatever. Yeah. So now he can't change the grade back. Yeah. And is being tortured by his telltale heart and has to go confess. Yep. He's like, oh, I would love for you to come with me. And Elizabeth is just like, all right, we're coming. Or I'm coming. And he thinks right. she's Jessica at this point. Which is foreshadowing. I know. I <laughs> Yes. Yes. I was just thinking, like, there's a lot of twin switches in this book. But yes, 
Correct, yeah. Mike. At this point, also, too, Nicholas has called and they've set up the date. And it's going to be at a super fancy restaurant. Nice place out of town. Yep. So, which is important. Yes. Yes. Because she, she still, I think, has the intention of telling Todd at this moment, but... Yes. She, you know, doesn't want to make it a big thing where she doesn't want to go to the dairy burger where people can see them. And right. She wants it to, she just wants it to be over with. And yeah. She, another, yeah, another, another great. <laughs> that's always great what I want people to feel when they go on dates with me is like, yeah. just, I just want this to be over get right away. And can we go somewhere where no one will see me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then she also notes that Todd's mom's birthday is Sunday. So he is so he's, occupied. Yep. So Elizabeth's like, okay, great. That sounds perfect. This restaurant's amazing. Um, then before then, back to the Randy story, they go to the principal, Jessica, Elizabeth, and Randy. And I mean, there's not much to see here, except Elizabeth pleads for her sister and Jessica gets no consequences as usual. And poor Randy is just kind of shrinks away. And I don't know Goes what's going to happen. Jalopy. <laughs> Oh yeah, he had a jalopy. Yeah, I don't it's know. A very super, a lot of superficial things. You think? <laughs> yeah. And it's like a lot of things are very like status indicators. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh in yeah. Very, in a very like eighties way, I think. Absolutely, Elizabeth. So she the whole week she's tortured, and she does confide in Enid about this whole situation. Right. And Enid says, okay, well, maybe you, you know, I guess you could go out with him, but you need to tell Todd, which I think, you know, the whole thing is not as weird, but if she tells Todd, then at least there's no deception there, you know? Right. And I don't know what they'd name the book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... Uh. Elizabeth's like, yeah, I definitely need to tell him. I'm going to wait till the, the, a great moment, a lighter moment. You know, Todd picked up there was a little bit something funky about Nicholas when he saw her with Elizabeth. Right. That's Nicholas like, Morrow has always rubbed Todd the wrong way. Yeah. So when Elizabeth brings him up, anytime he, he brings him up to her, him up to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets like immediately defensive. Right. And she's like, okay, this is not the time to tell. Not him. the time. Not yeah. the time. So, yeah. So all these attempts is kind of like, well, not the time <laughs> exactly. until time is up. Time is up. Yeah. She tries, I think, one last time on their date on Saturday. So it had been such a great weekend. They saw, uh, you know, a terrible, scary movie. Yes. Popcorn and then a burger and then another burger. <laughs> yeah. Todd had two burgers. <laughs> and, you know, so she's like, oh, he's in such a great mood. Now's the perfect time to tell him about my date on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, she tries again. Like, oh, Nicholas is so nice, isn't he? And Todd's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So the deception continues. It does. She's just like, okay. And now it's Sunday. It's like D-Day. Big date day. And yeah, so Elizabeth, I mean, she's getting ready for this date. And she is getting ready for a date. I mean, she's got putting perfume on the back of her ears. She's twirling around in the dress. She's putting some effort into this a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she was going to... Wait, what's the restaurant's name? The Coat Door? The Coat Door. The Coat Door, which is the name of the restaurant, which I looked it up. And the Coat Door, it is like a specific region in France. Yeah, and it, it translates to like the Golden Slope. I looked it up. Wow. Because I was very curious about this restaurant, Coat Door. So Elizabeth is still sort of dreading this, but, you know, she's like, I just need to get through this. 
no one can find out and then just go back to normal. And, and she's able to sneak out of her house with Jessica there. She's like, I'm going to Enid's. And once she kind of gets out of the house, I think she feels like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I am good. So What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Exactly. So she drives an hour. Did not want to carpool with him. Did not want to yes. Him yes, because then he would come to the house. and. Oh. So let's talk about the coat door, which... So this is a very adult place for teenagers, it seems like. Um, yeah. Very adult place for grown-ups. Exactly. There's a valet. It's very fancy. This is how, this is how they live. This is the moral way of living. I, I appreciated when... Elizabeth was kind of led into like the foyer to a room where Nicholas was waiting. And it's like, I just like this image where when she mm. went in, he was standing with his back to her watching two snow white doves fluttering about in a huge dome cage of gold, like birds in restaurants. <laughs> Is it like the lobster tank where you can choose one? I <laughs> guess ah, that one, please. Like, I don't know about a bird in a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, this is not the rainforest. Is there an animal screaming the whole time? Yeah, like, this is not the rainforest cafe. I don't need, like, (laughs) animal noises while I'm eating my filet mignon. No, thank you. Elizabeth said, have you been waiting long for me? Elizabeth asked. Nicholas's eyes twinkled. All my life, he said. I wrote the word barf next to that. (laughs) No, that doesn't work? (laughs) I mean, you could try it. Really, all of his methods are just, he's just really hitting it. Oh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. They ordered the smoked salmon to start, and then they're going to have the Tornados Rossini. And he gets puffed potatoes, Harry Colbert. Yeah, and so, you know, it's it's a good meal. And it's it's a treat for Elizabeth. And she seems happy. Yeah. Can I I tell you what what sentence, like, took me out here? It's like, um, it says, a moment later, a busboy appeared to pour water. And when I read that, I thought, what was that busboy really doing? <laughs> what? You know, like, it, the busboy appeared in order to pour the water, but when I read it, the busboy <laughs> appeared to pour water, I was like, well, what is he, if that's what it appears he's doing. <laughs> and then later on it said, like, the busboy appeared to clear the plates, and I was like, what, what is this busboy up to this whole time? <laughs> See, appearing to do his job. I don't know. It's those It's those nuggets why I love having different people come on these podcasts, Mike. It's, I was really intrigued. It's those. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, um, did anything else stand out to you at the, at the coat door? Um, then another busboy appeared to place still warm rolls on their plates. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <laughs> that's, it took me a while to get that, actually. I was like... <laughs> Uh, okay. I was like in- instantly engaged. I mean, it was interesting because, yeah, because she's having a good time. Yeah. In spite of herself, you know, like it was like she, she gets along with him. Yeah. Um, learns a little bit about him and, you know, he's like, listen, it's not all, it's not all caviar and trips to Vail being rich. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of that too because he did drop some of that. But he showed it some of his humanity that he's like, you know. Yeah. A lot of people... Treat you differently if you're wealthy. and Yeah, I mean, he didn't ask too many questions about her. That's true. I wish he would kind of talk to her a little bit more. But, I know, in the end... Oh, this moment. I, this is my aha moment, big time. Um, when he was talking about 
all his trips that he's been on. And he's oh, like, and then they talk about reading. He says, that's like a fairy tale town. Nicholas paused to take another mouthful. I always loved fairy tales when I was a kid. And that, I was like, bingo! He is like a happily ever after person. Like, he is like envisioning the princess, the love at first sight, the mm-hmm. happy ending, you know, all of that. That is him from his love of fairy tales. I figured him out, Mike. I think you did. You cracked the code. I cracked it. Tomorrow. Loves the idea of love. Loves the idea of love. But it's like, yeah, it's like you bring the peasant girl into the amazing rich world and show her the amazing, you know, pleasures of the riches. Yeah. And she's not like, what about Todd? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Um, everything's going swimmingly. Everything is going so good. And then he, she turns him down. Like he says, care to come again. She's like, I don't think so. It's been great, but I'm not in love with you. And he, he takes it pretty well. No, he's like, you gave me a chance. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So, so yeah, she's like, at this point, she's like, all right, everything is perfect. And then Elizabeth looks up and she's like, that looks like Todd. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Like, did you see this coming, Mike? Well, I did because that's the excerpt right inside the front cover. (laughs) It's like a little like preview of the book. So that's literally those paragraphs. So I'm like, I was expecting a lot more like Three's Company style (laughs) chicanery of you know trying to go out on a date with two people on the same night and she yeah got like a saved by the bell going out with jesse and kelly yeah oh wow but, i didn't i didn't even look at that you're right yeah the first um, page is that excellent so, so yes i i like to think i would have seen it coming um but that's literally all i knew when i started the book so <laughs> okay so he comes he's, he approaches turns out the mom's birthday celebration was at the same fancy restaurant. They splurged this year. Big yes. time. Big time. Yeah, and Elizabeth is like, uh, what do I do? This is going to be not good. And she does something brilliant. <laughs> Just, she pretends to be Jessica. Like, Elizabeth, no. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and it's Todd is like, hey. And she's like... What are you doing here with the guy I hate? Yeah, he's like, uh... Stunned, and then... Yeah, and then she's like, I can't believe you you thought I was Elizabeth. Like, that's insane. Like, why would you think that? Right. And, uh, and then she uses, uh, again, forgive me if this is already a trope of oh, please. Jessica. Because I noticed that whenever Jessica, like, talks and exaggerates a number, it's always 137. I did a bonus episode on this. Yep, I know, right? 37. What's up with 37? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, I think there's maybe like three times. There's a lot in this one. I know. I think there's 137. Because I think I've read somewhere that 37 is like a very common, quote unquote, random number. Okay. That writers will use because they just go there because it sounds nicely random. I think it's. Yes. It's both digits are odd. It just sounds like a number you would think of. I should have had you on that bonus episode. So 37 is a very common. Yeah. Random number. So it struck me the first time. And then when I heard it again, I was like, did I dream that first time? Yeah. Or like, And then the third time, I'm like, okay, this is clearly something. <laughs> yeah. Only Jessica uses it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I found it interesting, yeah, that when she was trying to impersonate Jessica, that she used 137 as like a way to sell it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. 
Damn, Mike, that's a good one. Wow, she really, yeah, she really sold it. That that's what put it over the edge for Todd, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my girlfriend yeah, would she's never like, wait use... until I tell Elizabeth, then you'll be in trouble about a hundred and thirty-seven different kinds. I did not even and notice I was like, that. Oh, you are... She's got her sneaky side too, Elizabeth. Yeah. Like she can bring it. But the the awkward thing is, like Nicholas is sitting right there. Oh right. Awkward. She tells him, I've never done that before, but I couldn't bear to hurt Todd. And, and he just says, what you did was exactly right for the moment. I don't know. I mean, he takes it in stride, I guess, Nicholas. Like, I, I, do you think he's aware that he's asking for something a little bit? I hope so. But again, like, there's, there's things and there's stuff at the end, too, where I feel like Nicholas isn't quite as smart as yeah. he should be. I mean, despite his interested in computers he's missing some street smarts nicholas morrow so todd feels bad todd feels guilty and so he's like i gotta go over to elizabeth and apologize for you know thinking that she was with nicholas and and he thought she would be mad if jessica said that the fake (laughs) this is gonna get very confusing but yeah Yeah. he was wanted to apologize to her so he goes over and and i love this part because he goes over and gives her a hug and like Kisses Jessica on the mouth. <laughs> Immediately. A long, passionate kiss or whatever. I loved that. I was like, oh, this is so good. And uh, the perfectly, <laughs> like, I imagine it like a, a screwball, like, like a Howard Hawks film, just being like, what does she say after the kiss? And they're like, no wonder she likes you so much. Yep, like yep. This is so um, good. And he's like, oh. <laughs> it's like horrified. So now Elizabeth is busted on both fronts. Todd right. knows that she's out with Nicholas and Jessica knows that she's also out with Nicholas and therefore is stealing her from behind her it's back. all collapsing all around. It is collapsing. Think Not time. even around her yet. Just yeah, over there. <laughs> right. Elizabeth is still thinking like, <laughs> I am so good here. Perfect crime. Perfect crime. Todd storms off. You know, he's got the basketball game tomorrow. He's got to, like, get some sleep. But he's not happy. Yeah, the big game against Big Mesa. Big game. And uh, Jessica comes, or Elizabeth comes back, and Jessica just confronts her right off the bat. Yeah, so she lets her have it. She's just like, how could you do that? And, you know, Elizabeth is like, well, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And she's like, what about my feelings? I mean, they were building this up that, like, this. it sounded like this has been, like, about the most mad that Jessica has ever been. Yeah, she really let her have it big time. Yeah. That's I got that impression too, and I've read a lot about Jessica's tantrums, and yeah, she was not happy, but she kind of gets over it quickly. <laughs> like, you know, she, she gets over it really quickly. It's like ten minutes. Yeah, it's like they have a little like, fight. Like, all right, fine. Yeah, Elizabeth like kind of apologizes and is like, "Please forgive me. Please forgive me." And she's like. All right, if you were begging me, I guess I'll forgive you because I'm such a good person. I'm the most compassionate sister. And then she's like, well, I really don't like him that much anyway anymore because computer people are very dull. And then I was like, oh, that's so mean to say about computer people. That is sad. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, Jessica. So she didn't really care that much anyway in the end. So the climax of this book is the, of course, the big basketball game. The big game. The big game. Enough with these computers. Let's get (laughs) back to what matters. Exactly. And Elizabeth's at the game because she has to cover it for the Oracle, the newspaper. 
and right. Todd is blowing it hardcore. Yeah, missing shots. Yeah. And Elizabeth is like, this is because of me. She's taking it all on, which, I mean, it, it probably, it, it, whatever. It's not her fault that Todd is doing bad. He's clearly, he's distraught, and that's, yeah. that happens in people's lives. But, you know, they still have to perform. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think Elizabeth needs to take on, like... She didn't need to carry all that weight. I mean, I don't know. Is he losing the game because of her? <laughs> I, mean, I think you could make an argument that she's a factor. She is a factor, <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I know, I know, you don't want to be like... I don't want to, like, poor Elizabeth is taking on. everything on for everyone all the time in this book, you know? But I guess that also, she has to have some personal responsibility. But she, it's like, oh my God. She like was, She was weaving that tangled web. She herself. was. She was. I mean, that's what happens when you try to please everyone, Mike. That's true. You can't. So yeah, so he's having a, a rough go of it. It's not good. They're like 20 points behind at halftime. And that's it's not looking good. And, and of course, then it's just like Nicholas pops up again. Like Nicholas pops up. And again, he's kind of like, what's wrong with Todd? <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be good? It's like, what do you think's wrong with Todd? Oh, Nicholas. It's kind of a doofus, this Nicholas. Because those are the moments where I'm just kind of like, what what do you think? And he's like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to go talk to Todd. And and it's like, okay, fine. So he just makes his way to the locker room. Yeah, he just pops in. Basketball game. (laughs) Excuse me, are you a student here? Nope, taking a gap year. Oh, locker room's right this way. Come on in. Just come hang out. Yeah, and so he talks to Todd. I got to look at this moment because it's a weird moment again. This whole thing is weird. He basically admits to Todd that he pressured Elizabeth to go on the date with him. Sure. And that Elizabeth has just told Nicholas that she was still in love with Todd. Mm -hmm. And Todd's like, really? What? Well, that changes everything. The way he says it is remarkable. Yeah, it's like, suddenly he sprang to his feet and let out a loud, exultant whoop. (laughs) Then everything's different, he shouted, throwing his arm over Nicholas's shoulder. (laughs) Uh. I'm like, there's still a problem here, people. The fact that she couldn't tell him was an issue because it's like, oh, something about this isn't feeling right to me. That's why I'm afraid to tell him. And then also the fact that she couldn't tell him because she was afraid of what his reaction would be, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot to unpack there. there <laughs> I feel like they need to have a talk, Elizabeth and Todd, about, like, what happened here a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I, it sounds like things are pretty much going to be okay. I mean, Todd, this is so classic. He comes back. He's like a different person. They win the game. Everything is amazing. Everything was different. Yeah, everything is different. Yeah, with the whoop. By the third quarter, their deficit is cut in half, and then the last shot of the game. Yep. I like that it rolls around the rim and then goes swish. I mean... (laughs) Classic. Elizabeth kind of leaves the game, and she's kind of walking home alone in the dark, which is a great choice for someone who has recently survived a kidnapping. Like... Just walk home in the dark by myself. And Todd like comes up behind her and like puts her hand on her shoulder. I'm like, oh my God, this poor traumatized girl. And he's like, Nicholas explained everything to me. I understand. You didn't want to hurt 
Nicholas's feelings and everything is amazing again. I like that they're like, you know, what are the odds that we were both at this restaurant on the same night? You'd probably need a computer to calculate those odds. And she's like, no, thanks. Like, we're done with computers. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. You don't even know what happened with computers. And then I also like that she realized that sometimes her promises had gotten her into trouble. Yeah. The ease with which she makes promises. And she said she made herself a promise never to make promises again. And the idea appealed to her so much that she giggled to herself. <laughs> and then at the very end, like the little cliffhanger is, is this really the end for Trisha Martin? Find out on Sweet Valley High 15. Promises. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Here we go again. It's funny because two books ago, I was praising one of the, the teachers for giving this really good advice about how you can break bad promises. And he told that to Elizabeth. And so I was like, dude, you forgot your lesson that you learned two books ago. Don't you know the lessons from Sweet Valley? Yes. (laughs) Didn't you listen to the podcast? You can break a bad promise. Um, So, Mike. Yes. This podcast is called Lessons from Sweet Valley. Do you have a lesson that you could take away from this? Oh, man. Well... Computers are the wave of the future. Yep. I think we, it is proven that. That's one thing. They nailed it. You know, they got that right. Nailed it. <laughs> you know, I think the, the main lesson, the main theme is that honesty is the best policy. The secrets are what gets you in trouble. And sometimes the cover-up is worse than the crime. Right. You know, you saw when Randy came clean and then got away with no negative repercussions because yeah. you owned up to it. Yep. So yeah, the, the importance of honesty and the importance of forgiveness. People who had been wronged were also forgave the people because they were apologetic. Yeah, you're right. Everyone did kind of forgive each other for everything. That's nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay, I wrote down one sentence. I said, you don't have to go out with a guy just to make him feel good about himself. Period. Very true. (laughs) That should not be the main motivation for going out with someone. It was remarkable how explicitly, like, they made it clear that it was like, well, I don't want to make him feel bad. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you would never want your daughters to go out on a date if they didn't like the guy. Of course not. Yeah. Sometimes I might not want them to go out even if they do like the guy. Exactly. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Mike, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. This was so so much fun. fun. I've never read one of these, and I'm I'm not going to say I'm going to go out and buy the whole series, but I get it. Okay. Very captivating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess before we go, we should promote work in progress. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mike and I worked on an amazing show called Work in Progress. You can watch it on Showtime. Yeah, season one. Season one. It's funny and heartwarming and it's great. A lot of really great people worked very hard on it. Yes. And we clearly all still get along. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Please subscribe to the Lessons from Sweet Valley podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Also, please visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to get updates 
and more information about episodes when they are released. Thanks again and see you for book 15, Promises. More promises. More promises. More promises.